Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this special edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. This is a very special show today. Why? Because we're going to talk about our experiences at Flamingo Crossing right. and mm-hmm. at Star Wars uh, Galactic Star Cruiser. Fun. Yeah, should be a fun show. Should we do them as two separate shows in case somebody wants to actually just listen to one? No, we're going to force everyone to <laughs> listen to both, to both parts. And of course, we're going to start off with Flamingo Crossing. Yeah, well, that's the part that we did first. That's right. And Flamingo Crossing, if you don't know what it is, uh, it's actually a section, uh, it's a little town in Florida uh, that is owned by Disney. It's actually outside their property. Uh, It's just off of the western edge. As a matter of fact, you have to take Disney's Western Way Road to get there, which is right over by Coronado Springs. Um, And this section of the park is very near both Coronado Blizzard Beach, uh, the uh, entrance to Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. is in this area. And it was envisioned by Disney as being a second version of their – a second shopping district, retail shopping and lodging. So very much like Disney Springs. It was announced back in 2007. Right. Uh, and it was supposed to comprise of 450 acres. And, uh, you know, things move slowly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in theory, amazing. Um right. You know, a bunch of hotels. Basically, you know, you take sort of a Disney Springs kind of thing, but add hotels to it. Um, really, what more could you ask for? It's it's great. And then more budget-friendly hotels. So it seems, on paper, wonderful. Um, it just got off to a really slow start. Well, there was an economic downturn in the 2008-2009 time, and uh, that put a delay in the timeline. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be a phased development, uh, over eight to 10 years. So I guess it was supposed to be up and running by 2017, 2018. They didn't actually break ground for anything until 2014. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's a ways away from their goal. And then in 2019, they actually opened two resorts. Uh, and those two resorts were Town Place Suites by Marriott and Spring Hill Suites by Marriott. And uh, we happened to stay uh, well, we stayed the first night at Town Place Suites by Marriott, and then you completed your stay there. Yeah, that's uh, the only one. That is the only one we stayed nights. at. I wouldn't yes. call them resorts. I would call them hotels. Um, but the Town's Place Suites was very nice. It shares its pool and bar, and they have like an arcade and fitness center. It shares with the Spring Hill Suites. Um, so that was kind of interesting. It was two hotels on either side with uh, all the amenities in the middle. Right. And because they are a, a good neighbor or, or partner resort of Disney's, uh, they actually did have a couple of Disney photo opportunities. You can buy Disney tickets there. And the Spring Hill Suites by Marriott actually had a Disney planning office staffed by a Disney employee. So if you had questions about tickets or your park or Genie Plus, uh, you could utilize that office. And we were in there. Uh, the morning we woke up, probably about, what, 9 a.m., and I, I think there was someone in there. So yeah, it, there was. So it was mm-hmm. staffed. Yeah. Uh, they also had a robotic yogurt machine. They did, and I forgot to use it. Oh. I know. It well, was very cool time. looking. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it was a typical uh, Town's Place Suites. Uh, it was nice. They had breakfast in the morning, which was pretty good. Um, nice big hotel, uh, good public spaces. I really liked it because um, it is a suite, so I had like a little kitchenette. Mm-hmm. which is important to me. Um, I like to be able to really make my own breakfast. I tend to overorder. Well, I think when you go to dinner somewhere, portions are just really large a lot of times. Right. So I like being able to bring my 
leftovers back and eat them for, you know, lunch the next day or whatever. Um, I was around in the room during the days, so I did have that opportunity. So I was really Mm -hmm. pleased to have a kitchen in mine. Right. Now, a lot of the resorts that are in the area are actually suites. Mm -hmm. And the reason uh, Disney did this, so as I said, Disney owns the property, but they obviously don't own the resorts. Uh, But all of the, well, a majority of the resort properties that are in there are suites because Disney envisioned utilizing these suites for teams uh, and and groups that would be traveling to Disney's Wide World of Sports, which isn't very far from here. Uh, And a lot of those teams, of course, are on budgets. Mm-hmm. And the financial uh, cost for these properties are a little less than staying on property at Disney. Yeah. Uh, so it gave people that that closeness, um, but the ability to maybe cook for themselves or, you know, just save a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you're not cooking for yourselves, uh, there were supposed to be a whole bunch of restaurants uh, and dining options in here. Now, uh, you know, we're, what, three years into this property. Uh a couple of years of that were COVID. We're more than three years in. Well, I mean, Town Place Suites itself has been there for about six years. Okay. So we're about six years in from groundbreaking. Um, there are some of the things that they said were going to be there are there. There's enough to make it comfortable. So um, if you're there without a car, uh, that was sort of my idea that why it would be great to be there um, is because, you know, you take an Uber, you know, there and you don't need a car to get around because you know, the things that you need are kind of right there. Um, other than getting to the parks, which, you know, sometimes taking an Uber uh, to and from the parks is the best way to get around anyway as far as crowds go. Right. So that's what I thought would be great. Um, there's enough there to make it doable, but it's not what it will be um, as more things fill in. Mm-hmm. So right now, most importantly, there's a Starbucks. <laughs> Right. Um, so I don't care if you give me a free breakfast and free coffee. I'm still walking over to Starbucks to get my coffee in the morning. So that was nice to have. Um, Target, which is, um, you know, very is major. There isn't a grocery store there. So the Target would be, you know, the grocery store. It's a very small Target, though. It is. It's, it's funny because there is a Target there, uh, but it's like a neighborhood Target. It's tiny. If, if you're from the Northeast or, or in an area where there's a CVS or maybe a Rite Aid is your pharmacy – the Target was about the size of like what a regular CVS is. so eh, A big CVS. Yeah, but, but there, you know, there was like one aisle of toys. There yeah. was, you know, two aisles of men's clothes. Uh, the health and beauty section was maybe three aisles. It was just, it was Target, but it was like miniaturized. Yeah, it was scaled down. And, and I get scaling down some of the things like the toy aisle, um, but I would have thought they would have left the grocery section as big as a regular grocery section would be in a Target. And it wasn't. It was about half the size of the grocery section in uh, in our Target, which I don't think our Target is anything exceptional in, right. in our town. So um, so that was a little bit weird. But, you know, they had what you needed. It was it was fine to get by. Even um, their liquor store was a little smaller. Yeah, they it had a liquor store, but it was also not inside. Well, it, it was technically inside the Target, but you couldn't check out once. So I love in Florida that you can – just buy your wine mm-hmm. right in the Target. Right. And you just check out with the rest of your stuff. Well, they didn't have the wine there. They had an entire liquor store, more than just wine, um, but they had the entire liquor store was all to the side there. So you didn't have that convenience of just grabbing some wine or some beer while you were um, in the store. You had to check out separately, which was a little annoying, but okay. oh well. And then uh, there are a couple of other retail options there. 
Uh, they had a Walgreens, mm-hmm. which also was very small. So, you know, Target was like the size of a, a, a CVS or Walgreens. And the Walgreens, I don't, you didn't go in there, did you? Mm-mm. Walgreens was the size of a convenience store. Okay. Uh, like maybe the size of a small 7-Eleven or just like an extra mart where I'm popping in to get gas. It, it, once again, mini- down. miniaturized right. Walgreens. Right. Uh, considering the number of people that they plan on having in this section, uh, because not only are there resorts, um, but Disney has allocated uh, 80 acres for affordable housing, and they house their college programs and international uh, programs uh uh, cast members there um, on the property. On there, property, yeah. so it is going to be uh, you know very heavily uh, trafficked with with people. So it was interesting because Tony was only there for the first for the first night, and then I was there for what two more nights. Yes. So I spent a lot of time there. Tony did the Galactic Star Cruiser, and I did not join him. Um, so when we were talking about the fact that the uh, college program kids and the international um, st- uh, students, I don't know, people um, were there. We were talking about how they were getting to and from, and we said, well, there must be like buses or something. When I came around back from somewhere, I had to drive by that area, mm-hmm. and it was like a bus depot. It looked like you were at the Ticket and Transportation Center. They were lined up with like the headers on them for where they were going. It was looked like a whole operation, so that was that was kind of cool. But there's a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we went into any of the establishments, you could tell there was quite a few um, especially it was easy to pick out the college students, um, but quite a few of them, you know, using these um, these businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you went into any of the little restaurants there, uh, they have a Ben and Jerry's, which we stopped at one time, and they ask, you know, are you a cast member? Uh, so the, these establishments are being used a lot by the, by the kids and the mm-hmm. international visitors. Yeah, there's a lot of cast members coming in in costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, so let's... Uh, uh, so we started, we were talking about retail. Uh, the only other real retail store that's there right now is a Five Below. So you've got a Five Below, a Target, and a Walgreens. Um, when it comes to food, as Cheryl mentioned, there is a Starbucks. Uh, there's also a PDQ, uh, which is a chicken restaurant. Yep, fast food chicken. Uh, fast food chicken. Um, there is a Ben & Jerry's, which isn't really food, but it's a nice little snack. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a Five Guys, mm-hmm. a standalone Five Guys. And for right now, that's all that's open. No, there's a little bit more across the way. There's a Firehouse Subs. And a Domino's. And a Domino's. Yeah, I think that might be it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's also a um, there's a brewery that's in there. Um, the Persimmon, th- uh, Persimmon Hollow. Yeah, I think they even surf. They did surf food, there's, right? Uh, like small plates, mm-hmm. like appetizers, not a full we meal. The timing for there never really worked out for me, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there is a, a brewery there, um, and they did like a they do a brunch too. So okay, and there are a couple restaurants. The Hash, hash House a Go Go, which is what we were excited for because we enjoy uh, the Hash House up here at uh, Mohegan Sun. Uh, it, it looks like it's fully open, uh, but it's listed right now as temporarily closed. I mean, we so. went and looked and it's, it's not open. It's, um, it, you know, maybe it's close. The signage is up. Yeah. Uh, don't know if they ever, you know, opened pre COVID, uh, but they are close. Uh, there is a Japanese barbecue that is listed as temporarily closed. Uh, and there is a bento restaurant list is temporarily closed. They do have uh, and a couple Italian. There's coming, an Italian yeah, restaurant looked, coming soon. Looked ready to go, but they're just they're not in there yet. And and it just seems like they don't have the traffic there that I think 
they were hoping for yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if the hotels were full. I don't, it didn't seem like there wasn't a lot of uh, action going on. There wasn't a lot of, like, traffic in, you know, even, like, the Target when you went in. It wasn't like it was mobbed. Right. Um, yeah. So it's it's up and coming. And I'm hoping that it up and comes before the hotels kind of get so beaten down that it's not really where anybody wants to stay anymore. Right. Um, because, you know, we stayed at the Town Place Suites and it was still nice, but it wasn't new anymore. You know, it's six years old. So mm-hmm. um, they're starting to lose lose a little of that, you know, fresh hotel smell. Right. Um, so, right. So all of, all of the retail that's expected is already there. And then as far as what's supposed to be coming soon, uh, it's supposed to be a pita uh, place, a place called Nick Filet, the Japanese barbecue, a cafe, lime fresh Mexican grill, uh, Blue Lou's Brew and Barbecue, uh, Wendy's, which the Wendy's building was up, but it's not. The, uh, that right. one, I think, probably weeks until it opens. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Pyology. They did have a pizza place. They did. Uh, was that open yet? That was open. Okay. Pyology was open. Uh, Hash House at Go-Go, uh, Ovation Bistro and Bar, uh, and a Dunkin' Donuts is supposed the to Dunkin be The Dunkin' was very close well. to being yes. done. Yeah. Uh, a 7-Eleven is coming to the area, and an Advent Health ER will be there as well. Uh, so that's what is expected to be there. Um, you know, plenty plenty of options for resorts. Uh, and, you know, if you're a Marriott Bonvoy member or a, or a Hilton, Hilton member, member mm-hmm. there are a lot of nice options there. Uh, in addition to Spring Hill Suites and Town Place Suites, uh, there's a Homewood Suites by Hilton and a Home to Suites by Hilton. Uh, and then there are two other Marriott properties. If you want to tell people what they are. Why well, you're reading them. But okay. Uh, Fairfield Inn and Suites and the Residence Inn. Um, so just for reference, I shopped around um, to all of those options there, uh, trying to find the best um, price, but mostly trying to stick with Marriott because we are uh, Marriott members. And we ended up with the Town Place Suites because it was the least expensive. We ended up paying just under $500 for three nights. So that first night was more expensive because it was a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other two nights were like $150. So, um, you know, reasonable. Uh, but that's when I say reasonable. That's sort of that's sort of where we're what I'm talking about. You can get a place there for around 200, maybe even under per night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as far as getting to uh, Disney, it was what maybe a it was so easy 15 20 minute ride to Disney Springs. It was no further from than any other on property hotel, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't matter where you stay on property. You're far from something, right? You're close to something. You're far from something. Um, that's just. That's just the way it works because the property is so large. Right. Um, so same thing. I mean, really, it wasn't very far from Coronado Springs. So I feel like you're not in any worse of a position as far as, you know, getting to and from places than mm-hmm. you would be at Coronado. It, yeah. You do kind of, you do really want the car. Uh, it was nice with the car. It really was nice with the car. Um, we could have done it with just an Uber. Um, but I don't know. It would have been... It's a you know it's a lot. If you're just if you're going to the parks and you're going to basically be there all day, it's not a it's not a bad option. Um, right. You're not getting there's always a cost, right? So if you have a car, you have to pay to rent the car, which is expensive, um, and then you have to pay to, to park, park at the parks. Um, but you don't have to pay to park at the hotel, so that's a bonus. If you're staying at like Coronado Springs or any of the other on-property resorts, you are paying to park your car there. Um, and then the other option, like I said, is to take the Uber. From uh, the airport, which you have to do now anyway with Disney. Yep. So, you know, that's not any more of a 
a cost, but then you're Ubering to and from um, any of the the places that you want to go that aren't just right there in your little flamingo crossing area. Right. So I, there's a lot of really, I don't think that there's one way that's better than the other, whether you stay on property, whether you stay at flamingo crossing and rent a car or whether you stay at flamingo crossing and do all Ubers from a cost standpoint, I feel like it's, it's pretty similar. Okay. Um, I don't think there's that much more to say about it. I feel like we should move into Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, well, you know, just uh, as far as location goes, like like I mentioned earlier, it, it is on the western edge of Disney's property. Uh, your closest park is the Animal Kingdom. Uh, your furthest parks are Magic Kingdom. And if you were to go to uh, Disney Springs, uh, that's that's pretty far because that's, you know, that's on the eastern edge. Of I guess, Disney's but I property. mean, that's what I did, right? I didn't go to any parks. So mm-hmm. I was at, I went to Disney Springs. I think I ended up going every day. That was not my intention, but that's what happened. Um, and like, it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it was, maybe 15, 20 minutes. So yeah, it, it, it's a nice option. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, but, it, but if you want that full Disney experience, you're not going to get it. There's little touches of Disney. As people who travel to Disney a lot, um, I was very happy there. Okay. You know, I don't need that anymore. I don't need that, you know, submersive, you know, Disney experience anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of paying the prices that Disney asks, not just for the hotel, but for everything else that's there. You know, if you choose to use Disney transportation, you you don't have a car, you're not, you can't get anywhere that the food is slightly less expensive. Mm-hmm. You you can't get that little area with the kitchen unless you pay like, you know, out, out your nose for for a, a suite at Disney. Um, so having those extra options for me personally is worth it to be offsite. Now, if I hadn't traveled to Disney very often, if I only get to go every couple of, you know, every couple of years, then I would want that fully immersive uh, Disney hotel experience. Okay. But you go a lot. It's hard to afford to always be on property. And I don't know. I don't really need it. Okay. So speaking of immersive experiences. Yes. Uh, I had an opportunity to spend two nights at the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser on an adventure uh, that spanned the galaxy. Right. And you can actually catch that review in the Disney Drive Time Galaxy's Edge review episode because Cheryl's right. We decided to cut this into two episodes, (laughs) so we've edited it to include this uh, ending. Um, So check out that next episode, and you'll get my thoughts on Galaxy's Edge. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) Podcast.